Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 3 o'clock on Dukes and Bell. I find it interesting. Thanks for making us your sports station. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hope you're having a great Monday. We're following a bunch of things. Today is the start of free agency. Uh, talks can start around 6 o'clock tonight. Rookie deals like Trey being extended, which he will, um, won't happen until after midnight tonight. But we know that's going to take place. The question is, how much is John Collins going to ultimately get? We're still waiting to see and find out. But all of that can start today. Right. And it's a big day in the NBA, man. Bunch of guys opting out, too, Mike. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, you know you got a better deal if you're opting out from a guaranteed $44 million, I'd like to think, if you're Chris Paul or any of these other guys who are saying, I'll do something again this time next year. Hey, it's it's the flexibility guys now adapted in the long-term contracts, as we said, Carl, if you're a veteran established. LeBron, it was LeBron kind of started this whole thing of doing these kind of deals. I know that with John Collins, if what's rumored, right, we, we've, you've heard the same stuff that everyone else is looking at, and it's five years, 120 mil. Which I think when you and I spoke, you know, all all this year, every time we had an NBA analysts, hey, is John Collins worth a max deal? Whatever this is, I think if, if it's in the ballpark, I think that's fair and equitable. And then the rumors are also that Trey is going to be a big one too, Carl, over $160 million in five years. Yeah, and again, it's not a super max. That won't happen until he gains some more time in the league. But um, I'm happy for both of these guys. And I, I hope, again, if these reports are accurate, I hope that they're true. It means, again, Travis Link is staying with the plan, which is I have my core. I have my nucleus. These are guys we're going to continue to build around and get better. And just remember how young they are. I mean, that's the other part of this. Right. I've said this all along. How good is J.C. going to be at 28-29? How good is Trey going to be at 28 years old? That's six years from now. I mean, seriously, when you put it in that perspective mm-hmm. – and understanding the game and how it slows down. He's already doing special things. Right. So when you talk about the, the youth of this team with Hunter, uh, 22, and Cam Reddish, 21, that's the thing. So it's not now. I know we want to win now, and I get it. But how good are we going to be for the next five, six, ten years well, with these guys under contract potentially? As long as there's only, you know, at least as long as there's at least one parade in those five to six years. I, I hope. Right? I hope so. Because you see Milwaukee and you see what a healthy Hawks team with everybody. You know, had Cam had more you know minutes under his belt. Had DeAndre Hunter been out there, could make the argument. I mean, that's that's not like wishful thinking. That, I think even the most you know the hardcore NBA fans are going, yeah, this team has a legitimate shot. But anyway, we know we got a, a young nucleus, and part of this was uh, not getting back or getting away from the plan. The plan includes John Collins. Just want a little bit more from John in the playoffs, but I don't think that precludes him from a big deal, right? Yeah. I think that's where I've come to the realization. This doesn't bre- – again, it's not my money. This doesn't break the bank. It seems like a pretty good deal. 
It's Dukes and Bell. Sharif Cooper, by the way, is going to join us. Our second-round pick out of uh, Auburn is set to join us at 4 o'clock today. So more Hawks conversation coming up, and we'll get a chance to know him, as we did with Jalen Johnson last week, who was our first overall pick, or number 20 in the draft, should I say, but he was our first-round pick. Mm-hmm. So continuing to uh, you know get talent in here, and, and Travis did a good job with that, as he didn't make any trades to trade away guys last week either. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Find us on social media. Jason Longshore is on the way in about 40, check that, 20 minutes. Uh, he's going to join us 20 minutes from now. Now, as we'll talk to the analysts of our Atlanta United Club, and uh, Mike and I talked about it. Tough loss against Orlando, 2-6-8 and eight now with the standings, but, you know, you start to look and you're hearing rumors about a potential manager being hired. We'll ask Jason about all of that stuff. But right now, let's get to an NFL blitz. Welcome to the NFL. With news and notes from around the league, this is NFL Blitz on Dukes and Bell. All right, Mike, no news bigger than the news about Carson Wentz. What do you think? I was just talking about this with Chris, our engineer, and I squid Bill, we were talking about this earlier today. When you hear, well, he could be back in 5 to 12 weeks, obviously there's going to be an evaluation period at some point after five weeks. To me, it's almost like, well, you got a hangnail. Oh, your foot's going to have to come off. You know what I mean? It's like, well, what is it? So 5 to 12, I mean, 12 weeks is like three quarters of the season. I mean, that's crazy. So this is a team now which we've heard names like Marcus Mariota on Friday. I don't even know. I'd rather roll the dice with Jacob Eason, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. I know they're going to give him a chance to start. Um, I mean, Foles, Foles, by the way, was asked. I'm sorry to cut you off. Foles was yeah. asked today in Chicago. He goes, I'm still slinging it with the third stringers, man. But I think uh, Nick Foles and obviously has a relationship with Frank, uh, Frank Reich, who was the OC under Peterson. And he took over and took him to a Super Bowl. And sometimes Foles, let's be honest, Carl, he's better in that role out of the bullpen. He is. Um, when it was his job, it seems like he wasn't. <laughs> he didn't perform as well. Right. But Eason is is they're, they're going to give him a shot. Sam Ellinger is there as well, the kid out of Texas that they drafted. Um, but my question is, are either one of them ready? You went and did this because you didn't feel like they were ready. They're good, and they're going to grow into being hopefully NFL quarterbacks, or maybe they're they're life back, lifetime backups. Either way, you didn't believe that, so you went and got Carson Wentz. And Wentz, for whatever it's worth, guys, I just said this to Chris too. This is another season gone for me. I mean, if it's 12 weeks and then how much rehab and, and all that, at what point does he affect the team on the field? And here you are again saying another year for Carson Wentz gone because right. of injury. So I feel bad for him because it seems like every time things are rolling, something happens. And now you get a new opportunity, new city, new shot, something happens. But, Mike, when I start to look at Carson Wentz now, he's damaged goods, man. And it's just, I mean, there's nowhere getting around it. Sometimes you're defined, you just laid it out. You're defined by injury. You just cannot stay healthy, can't stay on the field. And in this case, uh, it was a, fr- I mean, everything you want, a fresh start. But yeah, this is, I mean, this is almost about as much of a blind side as the time, remember uh, when Peyton uh, was going to, actually, no, both take it, Peyton's injury or go back to when, um, who am I forget, from Stanford, uh, the quarterback, uh, Luck. Andrew Luck, when Luck Andrew literally Luck. just decided I'm out. Remember, that kind of threw everybody for a loop. So the Colts have had some strange – they've always f- found a way to have like the next quarterback, but they've also been blindsided by some of these things in the month of August or July. Let's hear from Matt Nagy. Now, he's the coach of the Bears, guys, but to Mike's point, Nick Foles is there. They have three quarterbacks. Obviously, they drafted Justin Fields. <laughs> uh, the ginger is the guy that they say is the starter. That's Andy Dalton. And then they've got Foles on the roster. Here's Nagy on the rumors. 
I don't talk to him about that. He doesn't talk to me about it. We just don't go there because of our, it's, again, that's out of our control. He's worrying about doing everything he can to just be great for us. And that's what I like about our relationship is he's happy with where he's at here and he's in a good place. Okay. Um, and again, if you're the Bears and you really feel like he's not going to be in your future, why not get something for him? So uh, Nick Foles saying, I don't want to get traded somewhere. I-, I don't know anyone, blah, 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 whatever. I mean, if the Colts are willing to do it and give oh, up some future picks, you know, I Frank think it's Reich. a deal to be made. He knows Frank Reich. Right? I know. I mean, I- I'm-, I'm with you there. Meanwhile, we talk- I was just talking with Chris Zach Wilson uh, as we were on Friday. He did not have a deal, but the Jets finally signed. They were the last team that did not have their first-round pick in, and it's a big one, obviously, second overall, but he gets his contract. And as you always say, always haggling over the terms and the, and the kind of uh, money at the end going in that fifth option year. Yeah, man, I I feel for Zach Wilson. I was talking about this on the national show over the weekend. We forget that Greg Knapp was supposed to be his quarterback coach. Knapp, unfortunately, died tragically just a few weeks ago, and he was the most experienced quarterback coach in the room, the most experienced offensive mind with the Jets staff. Right. And they hired him. Robert Sala hired him to grow Wilson. And now he's not there. And so now those duties have been kind of – you know, oh, well, we're going to have our offensive coordinator, you know, Mike LaFleur help, and we're going to have our wide receivers coach. But if if we watch the Jets this year and we don't see his growth as a quarterback, and you think about the quarterbacks that, that Napper helped, okay, including our own Matt Ryan, that's part of it, guys. That's going to be a reason why. If he flourishes, then maybe he's just all of that. But I do think coaching matters, and he's not got one of the most experienced coaches in that room right. that he was going to be able to have. And uh, I saw this story earlier today. Again, it's our NFL Blitz. And at first I thought it was like a typo. Did you hear the story about, you know, Devontae Freeman signs a one-year deal with the Saints? <laughs> and I, I don't know. You think you know somebody, Carl? You think you know a man? And, and he does this. Devontae Freeman telling the uh, Saints assembled media that to play for New Orleans is, quote, a dream come true. What? Says he's always been a Saints fan. What? Said it was unfortunate they had to play the Saints twice per year when he was in Atlanta. So now he's always been a Saints fan. Now, I was thinking about this because he grew up, obviously, down in Miami. And, you know, tough high school, Uncle Luke helping him out and everything. But the Saints would have won that Super Bowl, uh, beating the Colts. That would have been, what, 09 or 10. All right, so that makes sense. He went to FSU. So, hypothetically, it could have worked out that, yeah, he did respect the Saints. You know, they actually won something and this and that. But all this time. And I see, look, I, I don't begrudge Devontae any, you know, I, like, I hope he can stick around and keep making some money and, you know, hopefully he's invested it well because he deserved the contract, Carl, that he just never lived up to the contract. That's it. But can we tell the story now of a certain interview with Devontae when he just jumped off the set now? Is that water under the bridge? Can I tell the listeners that story? Are you talking about when we were at Grady's event? A couple of years ago. And, and you know, I'm a big FSU guy, and I, I've interviewed Devontae a few times. He, come, he came on the show one year. We had an entire year of Devontae each week. We were at Grady's thing. Remember that? He had the headset on, and then all of a sudden he just, whoosh, just takes it off, and he's gone. And you and I are like, what the deuce? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, and I don't, yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to make you read something into that, but I just sometimes, I don't know which way, where he's coming from sometimes, because we've always had a good relationship with him. We lobbied for him to get the contract, and then when he didn't perform to the contract, we said that we said as much on the air, right? But I don't think we ever had an agenda with no. Devontae. Very strange. It was. I, I do remember that. Man, now you got me going back. That the greatest was event great, over yeah. at, uh, at the, the golf. Top golf. Top, top golf. golf. So, yes. And I do remember that. And we both were like, what's, what's the deal? And then he was nowhere to be found. Uh, either way, 
I'm with you. I, I have no no strife about about right. free. Free helped us get to a Super Bowl, guys. He he was good for us, and now, I don't want him to do anything when when the Saints when he plays us. Now that he's a Saint, that's just what it is. But as far as personally, I have no issues with him. But he has been lackadaisical at times, and maybe Mike. That's why some Falcon fans still hold a grudge against him because he was lax a days ago in the Super Bowl when he missed his responsibility. Well, let's be honest. Uh, Coleman got out of heater, and as Shanahan was uh, you know, apt to do from time to time, he ran with Coleman. And then Coleman got hurt, and then Fre- Fre- Freeman had to come back in. And I don't know what the excuse with his head was in it, but he misses Hightower on the blitz, and that, that's, that, that was one of the contributing factors to that meltdown in the second half, which a lot of Falcon fans will not forget. NFL Blitz brought to you by our friends at Priority Men's Medical Center. Check them out at PriorityMen'sMedical.com. Well, now you get to see, now free, who got the choke sign from Sean Payton is the same. I know. You know. I, it is funny, right? How uh, strange bedfellows. <laughs> right, 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 right. I want to be a saint. Really? I've always um, wanted to be a saint. You, you, yeah. Benedict Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo is threatening to move to Austin if no new stadium is built. Now, this is interesting. Uh, negotiations between the Bills, all right? And basically funding a taxpayer, you know, portion of the stadium up there. This has been ongoing, by the way. The Bills have needed a new stadium. Some of these places are dumps, Mike, around the country. That stadium really is in rough shape. I mean, it was. I was up there in the late '90s, and it was. It's in rough shape. So they've always look. Western New York fans are die. I mean, they're they're loyal. You know, guys have been long suffering. They're most loyal, most most loyal fan base in the NFL. You'd like to see the owner. At least put some money out there. I know that we. This is a, a slippery subject because people get sick and tired of billionaires or multi multi millionaires holding up cities, you know, with a gun to their head, or they're going to move their team out. But it's 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 a time honored tradition, isn't it? It really is. And I don't know. I think this is just just threats. I don't think there's anything to it because the Cowboys are in Dallas. The Houston Texans are in Houston. Um, regionally. Their deals with the NFL, I don't think, will allow another team to move to the state of Texas. Right. Everybody always talks about this. And I, I told Bo this way back, uh, we were talking about it, when Katrina happened. And you guys might remember, the Saints went to San Antonio and played their games there. Right. And then afterwards, we didn't know if the Saints were going to move back because we weren't sure what was happening in New Orleans. And basically, uh, it didn't happen. But I can tell you for a fact, Jerry was not happy, and neither at the time was Bob McNair, the owner of the Texans, about the idea that the Saints might be moving to San Antonio. I think these are just threats, Mike, trying to get what they need up there in Buffalo because they're not moving to Austin, nor are they moving to San Antonio. (laughs) Meanwhile, the Austin American Statesman spoke with the Austin City Council who said they never heard any of this. (laughs) So, now, for for our younger listeners, it used to be you would use, it was for years it was Jacksonville was always going to be all the old USFL sites with the team you were going to go. Then, of course, it was L.A. Well, then the Rams went to L.A. Then the Chargers went up. They couldn't get a stadium built in San Diego. You can't use L.A. as, as blackmail. You can't use Las Vegas, Carl, as blackmail because the Raiders are there. So you're running out of major metropolitan cities that have stuff going on. Austin is one of my favorite cities in the world. But apparently, as you said, no way, Jose. I guess you know what? Like, uh, what is it, Al Pacino on any given Sunday? I'm taking Willie Beeman to that new franchise in Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, Albuquerque is a different story, <laughs> but not, not I mean, another team I mean, you can, I guess you just throw in darts at a board. I don't know where else. What other major city doesn't have NFL these days, right? 
Yeah, we, we keep talking about, uh, what was the other city, Mike, we had to, oh, we talked about uh, baseball. Was it right. in Nashville? Yeah, it? Nashville's a perfect, if Tampa Bay, they, like, yeah. they're never getting a new stadium down there. And, and Tropicana, it's quirky, it is what it is, but yeah, they'll never get a new stadium down there. So Nashville, and I think the Braves would have a B in there about it if uh, somebody moved into the South, don't I you? Do too. Yeah, people forget about the regionalism of teams that are already established. And this is why you meet people from the Carolinas and Tennessee and right. and ever, all over the South, and you go, yeah, I'm a Braves fan. And you're like, how? <laughs> that's that's why. Hey, we will talk more about the Falcons guys as off day today, but as Carl mentioned, they'll be hitting tomorrow at practice. You see Matt Ryan and the whole team had to go take a lap, Carl, because they jumped off sides on Saturday? Yeah, man, he talked about it. We're going to play it for you in the Falcon Report. This is called accountability. And it's something that we did not have with our previous coach. Coming up, Jason Longshore talks to us about Atlanta United next. It is Dukes and Bell uh, on a Monday, guys, as we count down to the start of free agency uh, in the NBA. More on that coming up a little bit later on. But right now, we want to say good afternoon to our buddy, and you know him. You listen to him right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Jason Longshore, at Longshoe on the Twitter as we talk about Atlanta Atlanta United. And, Jason, over the weekend, as much that has changed with this club, the one thing that seemingly has not is us giving up late goals. We give up another late goal that was the difference in this match over the weekend against Orlando. Uh, what happened in this one? Yeah, this was a different way that things played out in Orlando. The last couple of games that we've talked about felt like Atlanta United was the better team on the night but couldn't find the goals to back that up. This time, they weren't the better team on the night. Orlando was, but they found goals and do great goals, one from Joseph Martinez, one from Marcelino Moreno. But as the night went on, Orlando started to wear Atlanta down, and I really think the injury to Brooks Lennon changed everything for Atlanta defensively. George Campbell moves into a right-back role somewhere he had never played at the professional level, and it was a mess. And there were the two goals that were scored, one of them, both outside backs, Ronald Hernandez and George Campbell, lost their man. And in the final goal that Nani scores, Santiago Sosa loses him on the cross. Sylvester Vanderwater came off the bench for Orlando, opened things up, and Orlando City showed their quality and showed that, look, maybe they're a little bit more mentally strong than we've seen them in previous years. We've talked about the defense. Carl and I were talking about, we'll talk about the U.S. win over Mexico and Vegas in, in a bit, but how, is this just illustrate just how much we miss Miles Robinson and George Bellow? Yeah, you go through the depth chart. I mean, you know, left back, Mikey Ambrose got the start here in this one. George Bellow would be starting these games if he was with Atlanta United. Center back, you would have to make a decision if you're playing two center backs, which one sits between Alan Franco and Anton Walks. Miles Robinson has been outstanding for the U.S. men's national team. We'll get into that. Right back, Brooks Lennon goes down. Ronald Hernandez was at left back because... Mike Ambrose got the start. First half didn't work out. Ronald Hernandez moves over to left back, again, because you don't have George Bellow. George Campbell goes in when Brooks Lennon gets injured, and you're, you're really getting low on the depth chart. And it is an issue. It is something that has affected this team in this run of games over the last month. Jason, 2-6-8. and eight. What are your realistic expectations for this team as we move forward? We seem to fall further and further out of the playoff. Uh, hunt when you talk about you know the standings but we know some of these guys most of all these guys are coming back and that we could go on a run but is that is that unrealistic it's the unknown 
I mean, you're not going to pack it in, in my opinion, because go back and look at the results outside of a 3-0 loss to Chicago. Everything is draw or one-goal loss. And that's what's so frustrating. And that's why, personally, I was so frustrated Friday night in Orlando because it, it felt like the script had been flipped where Atlanta United wasn't the better team but found a way to put themselves into positions to win twice. Two times they had the lead. The goal very early, which was something we've been begging for to change games, I think it did. And then the second goal for Marcelino Moreno is a world-class goal that gives them a huge boost, but they couldn't find the way to see it out. If they weren't close, you start thinking about next year immediately. But being close in these games with moments going against you and getting Miles Robinson, getting Brad Kazan, getting George Bellow, getting Ezekiel Barco back, and going into the market, it appears, ahead of the transfer window closing this week, yeah, you're not packing it in yet, but you've got to start turning some results around quickly. It's our man Jason Longshore at Longshore if you want to ask him questions about the five stripes. I mean, it's just I – mean, I can think of a few things. Again, for those who know the history, we put a billboard down there back in the day to kind of create a rivalry with Orlando, and they definitely took the challenge. They're a really good team. But, I mean, to score in the first minute, I mean – and that's that's a Joseph goal. That's – that's the kind of stuff we've, we've missed for so long, Jason, to your point. To be up in the first minute, which you know how it takes the crowd completely out of it. Mm-hmm. Then we're up 2-1, and then to lose to, – it just – you can – I can think of three or four of those matches where we've had leads. You think about Nashville. You think about, you know, the, the, I'm looking for those ten points that would put us in the playoffs right now. The three or – at least nine points, you know, three three points for a win. But, you know, as, as we always say – what, what did uh, Parcells always say? You are what you are. We're just not a good soccer team. Yeah, but Mike, that's the thing that that drives you nuts right now is, you know, sometimes you're looking for points to say, okay, they'd be in the playoffs here. For Atlanta United, it's pretty easy to find those points. You're not looking too hard. You're looking at the the two points that were lost against Nashville at home. You're looking at two more points that were lost against Philadelphia at home. You're looking at this one in Orlando where at least you lose a point if you want to be generous. That's five right there off the top of my head in the last, you know, month plus. They're close, and that's what drives you nuts, is it'd be different if they were losing by two, three goals here and there, and then you're having a different conversation. So you've got to get these guys back, and you've got to really go for results immediately to see if you can start to shake up the Eastern Conference a bit. Alex can, uh, Alex can, doesn't he deserve a gold star? I mean, six saves in the first half? I'm like, whoa, it was crazy how he was making saves. It's one of those stats that you don't want. Like, it's a great thing for the goalkeeper when he makes a plays like that and he's making those saves. You don't want him to have to. You know, it's like the Tim Howard record against Belgium in the World <laughs> Cup. It's like, that's great, but you gave up a lot of shots on goal. That's part's not good. Mm. Alec Han has stepped in for Brad Gazan and been everything and more you could have asked. And I think one of the things that always comes up about Alec Can is distribution and is he good enough with the ball at his feet? He's been passing at, at over 75%. He's fit right into the way this team is playing this year. Alec Can has done an amazing job. And the depth at goalkeeper is one spot where, yeah, you can turn to the next man up. I think Ben Lungard is the next one. And he's ready. He's done very well for Atlanta United, too. Depth at goalkeeper is definitely a plus for this club right now.
Yeah, I asked Alec uh, last week about uh, the footwork. I don't think he liked that question. It's our man Jason Longshore with us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. He's worked on it. He's no, put yeah. a lot of work into that. It's gotten a lot better. And it was. You, you saw it certainly at least you know against Orlando City for sure. Hey, man, the U.S. men's national team, speaking about uh, obviously you have a lot of pride. If nothing else, that we got Miles Robinson and George Bellow. And, you know, Brad's also on that roster. I, I thought that was an unbelievably electric atmosphere. It looked like it was about 70-30 for Mexican fans uh, versus U.S. fans. If you didn't see it last night, it was at Allegiant at the Raiders' new stadium in Vegas. But how ama- how great is that for Miles, man? The header off a set piece. And now Tata, we'll talk about Tata in a second. He's feeling the heat. What do you think of last night's effort from U.S. men without having all of their A-listers? Yeah, I think you're generous. I think it was more like 90-10 Mexico <laughs> versus U.S. in the stand. And without the A-list group, without many of the guys you expect to start in the first World Cup qualifier here in a month, the U.S. went and did it, and I think at this point, you know, there's been a lot of talk for years. I questioned the move. I questioned it early in his tenure. Greg Berhalter deserves all of the kudos to be able to go into a summer and win two trophies with essentially two different teams, mm. beat Mexico in two finals. And look, all the talk, and Tata Martino didn't get interviewed for that U.S. job. He was very clear in saying he wanted to be considered. He wasn't. Well, the U.S. Soccer Federation might have just got this one right, even though maybe they still should have had the interview. Berhalter beat Tata straight up twice. First with the A team, A versus A. Second with the B team against Mexico's as close to an A team as you could field right now. So Greg Berhalter has got the U.S. in a position they haven't been in a long time. They're the kings of CONCACAF. What do you know, Jason, if anything, about our pursuit for a new manager? There are rumors out there. Uh, about a guy, I don't, you know, nothing's been confirmed as of yet. What are you hearing about Atlanta United and the new manager managerial search? It's getting a lot of play in Europe and in the United States and in soccer circles right now. Paulo Fonseca, who was last with Roma and very nearly hired by Tottenham Hotspur, was under consideration and, according to reports, had been offered the job and has not taken it. He is going to move in a different direction. It looks like Fonseca is going to wait to see what offers could come up in Europe. He was last at Roma in Italy. had been at Shakhtar Donetsk in the Ukraine before that. And we don't know really what's next on the list. Look, Atlanta United's front office is, you know, a lot like the Falcons. You don't hear very much. Word doesn't get out. You know, when it gets out, it's coming from overseas sources about Atlanta United stuff. So Fonseca appears to be off the board. Who could be next? I don't know. I'm very curious to see if they go with somebody who has MLS experience who can step in quickly and get it, or if they bring somebody in with international experience and surround him with some MLS folks who know the league and can help bridge that gap. Plenty more coming up, guys, on the Hawks and the uh, NBA free agency. Also, the ladies on the Braves are just wrapping up talking about the five stripes with our man Jason Longshore. You just mentioned USA-Mexico. It was it sounded great at first, and now Tata's feeling the heat because, obviously, when you can't beat El Norte and you're El Trey, you know, we're with the North, you get, you get in trouble. So is that ship sailed? Because I, I put it out there today for fun. I got 200 likes on it, Chase, because everyone still loves Tata. <laughs> I'm sure you did. But is it true, Tata, you can never go home again? So that's 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 just too much of a pipe dream? I don't see it because uh, the reasons he left Atlanta, he was pretty clear when he left that he did not want the grind of a club job. You know, he wants to be able to do the national team kind of job where it's stop start. You can go home. You can take longer breaks. You can be with family. The grind of a club job, you know, you're there 11 and a half months a year. You know, like you very rarely get a break. 
I don't think that's what he wants right now. And also, I mean, I think this is something that we're all going to have to get accustomed to with soccer in the city and, and the history of it. You know, it's still pretty new. Mm-hmm. And I think this has probably happened over the years with the Braves, with the Hawks, with the Falcons. You know, 2017, 2018, that, that's getting to be a long time ago. I don't think looking to those days and saying that's what fixes everything, it's not always the fix. You can't go backwards to go forwards all the time. You're right about that. Can't look back. Good stuff, Jason, as always. Appreciate you stopping by, brother. Take care. Appreciate it, guys. That's Jason Longshore. Um, I want to give you an opportunity right now to get an opportunity to go check out Kanye West presenting the Donda album release party at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Thursday, August 5th, 9 p.m., guys. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster, but call her 9, 9, right now at 404-741-0929. You got a pair. You want to go check out Kanye? You want to hear what the album's all about? You got a pair right now. Call her 9-404-741-0929. Yeah, man, no man. Coming up on Dukes and Bell. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Coming up at 4 o'clock. We're going to get a chance to talk to one of our newest Hawks. Sharif Cooper is going to join us out of Auburn, McEachin High School, back home as he gets drafted by the Atlanta Hawks. But right now, let's get to yeah, man, no man. No well, man. let's just introduce Bo then because the computer just crashed. Bo Morgan, what's going on today? Hey, I, you know, I don't know why the computer always wants to mess up my segment. Mm. Doesn't that <laughs> I'm when I get back in that studio, I'm going to have some words for that computer, right, i tell man. you what. Uh, yeah, great weekend, guys. I hope you guys had a good weekend. I got I got a lot of fun. I, had, I, had, I got a party, birthday party for a neighbor, got a round of golf in. So, uh, you know, just trying to get back into reality. Was it a calm party or was it a uh, let's get tore up kind of party? Uh, I mean, what do you think? Hey, let's get man. tore up. Yeah. All right. So, so I had I actually felt like uh, I was living in a glow sticks life. It was a it was a my neighbor's wife. She turned I believe thirty, 
So she wanted to do, because she's a 90s baby, which is really weird to me, um, she wanted to do a, a, a neon party. So we had to dress like neon colors. Mm. So it was pretty cool. It was. Uh, Where does one find those uh, neon colors? I'm just curious. Well, honestly, I locked out. I have a, a, a bathing suit that has like neon green in it. So I wore that, and I bought a uh, I bought a Macho Man Randy Savage neon tank top on Amazon. <laughs> no, I was just thinking of all the if I if you had to press me for neon, Carl, the only thing I could think of is I may have had the mellow yellow hat from like a it was like a promotional giveaway at a Wilkesboro race. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't have anything that's neon. Uh, I would have had to I would have had to get something. So was the music? Uh, was this what was happening? Oh yeah, it was club music. I mean, I oh. almost invited Chris because I figured it was his kind of thing, but you know. It's Bicycle won't make it all the way to Woodstock. (laughs) Boots and pants, boots and pants, boots and pants. Shots fired. Yeah, man. I understand. I get it. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. I hope she uh, got some wonderful gifts. What else is going on, Bo? Yeah, well, we've all, and hopefully Chris will let me know if the computer's not running so I won't throw to this piece Mm. of sound. But we always, what was the one thing you always noticed about Peyton Manning on the sideline? Oh, good. Nothing. Well, I always notice the big red mark on his forehead. And oh, because his helmet. Okay. Are, are you, oh, yes. I thought you knew he was like talking to coaches. Yeah, he always seemed like he had like the spot you get from the pads on your forehead. He always had that indentation on his noggin. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Well, he went on Pardon My Take, and uh, they asked him about it, and he had a really interesting answer. Well, I mean, it's such a big forehead, so there's so much room for the camera to zoom in on it, right? It's a big target. Probably who I blame for, for the red forehead was like every year you sort of get refitted for your helmet, right? You know, the makers of Riddell come in and just want to check the helmet, be sure it still fits. And they would always tell me, hey, the red forehead, that means the helmet fits just right. It means it's tight. It's close to your head. It's going to prevent injuries. It's perfect. And so I would like believe that. I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep having it tight. You know, it's not. I, it's tight enough, though it leaves the red mark, and so uh, it kind of became a staple. Sorry to break it to you, but I think the training staff was f-ing with you your entire career. <laughs> like, that's what that sounds like to me, and they did a great job with it. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I mean, the two big red splotches right in the middle of his head. I know what Squid's talking about. Carl, did you wear the do-rag when you played? No, man. Actually, uh, you know it was big? I'm going back now. The shields were big back then. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, everybody wore was, bandanas in my high school football team. Everybody had bandanas on their noggin. They were wearing the yeah. shields, and then actually they did away with that. I don't know if you guys remember, like you mm-hmm. couldn't have the tinted shields because right. the rest needed to see your eyes and all this stuff. So long story short, no. But, uh, but the helmet fitting properly is a big deal because you don't want that thing flopping all over because that's when guys get concussions. You do want it tight to a certain degree. So I get where Peyton's coming from, but not where you've got indentions on your head. All right. I never understood that rule. Why does the referees need to see your eyes? I don't know. That was what I was told when we uh, – the, the tinted uh, yeah. shields came into play. Yeah, I mean, what, what's the matter? I mean, the alignment, obviously, if you're, if your alignment's looking down the line or something, you get an idea which way the run – if it's a run play, which way it's going, things I, like that. Or yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I don't either. And so they put that into effect way back when. And now – Bo, correct me if I'm wrong. Now, shields are back, but they're not tinted, right? Guys can wear right. them. So they can wear them. I think the rule is they have to be clear unless you're outside or a prescription. I think it's like a prescription, prescription that's thing. Right. That's right. Yep. But, uh, yeah, they have them back. I- I oh, I got it. I looked it up. You know why they, they banned them? 
player safety, if you're on Queer Street, as we used to be able to say, uh, in other words, you took a shot to your noggin, if your they eyes are rolling, doctors want to immediately look at your eyes. Because yeah. in some cases, they're not going to take the helmet off. They're going to strap you down to the board. That's what it was. No, yeah. couldn't see your eyes. That's, that was what we were told. He's right. Yeah. That, Carl's that right. That makes sense. That, that makes complete sense. Although, I thought they got rid of that rule before they actually cared about concussions, uh, uh, you know, league-wide. But, no, probably shouldn't say that either. Bo would have a better understanding, but the only thing they would let him do is snap kicks because he was a little too small to play with the big guys. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here I'm not the go. long snapper on the show there, Glow Sticks. Exactly. You might want to look across the glass. Hey. You better watch out you realize he's in person. He might just come across there. Hey, but Mike was a real athlete and played rugby on the side as well. Thank so you, I know that. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. It's true. Oh, wow. You, you, you try to dig yourself out a little bit more of that hole you just dug there, tough guy. <laughs> you better pedal faster. Hey, you understand, my mom, I, Carl, my mom, she loved my football years. She never had to wash my uniform once. <laughs> just put it, just hang it back up. Go ahead, back Mike. Up. Tell the cigarette story. No, no. It's, we, there's only time for that during football season. <laughs> <laughs> Bicycle boy probably hasn't heard it yet. All right. <laughs> on to the next. Yeah, there you go. I can't wait till you guys are in studio again. You have to look at each other for three feet apart behind the glass. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It'll be like caged animals, Carl, when we get Swindley back here with Chris. Chris and I get along fine. We just enjoy taking shots at each other. Right on. Yeah, he's got a latitude problem today anyways. He needs it adjusted. So, all right. Whoa. Baseball fan has their fans back, and, I mean, we're all enjoying it. Jesse Winker. uh, What's your name? No, it's a it's a it's a man, what, Jesse what? Winker. He plays oh, for the Winker. Reds. He's Winker. an outfielder. Okay, yeah, go ahead. He had an interaction with a fan. A, a fan uh, wrote a sign that says, "Jesse Winker, you're a straight up B." Oh. And Winker had some interaction with him, and it was on the uh, the SNY broadcast. They talked about it. He tosses a ball to a fan. It says, "Read the message." The message said, "Love the sign. Glad that fans are back in the ballpark." He's collecting. He's collecting signs. So he traded the ball for this kid's sign, and signed the ball. Where's the sign? In Jesse Winker's personal collection. Apparently, you can't show it on TV. Oh, I see. <laughs> All right. Very nice. He is. He's character. He is a character. I mean, I don't know if I let my kid take that sign into the ballpark. I got to be honest with you, but I guess he's what teenage kids. I wouldn't like a kid anymore. Yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah, man, no, man. You guys used to heckle players oh, yeah. as fans. Totally, it's part yeah, of the man. ballpark experience. Yeah, man, it's 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 the best part. The best part to me is when you get a player to look back at you because they hear stuff all the time. Right. So when when they get that one thing that triggers them, you know, <laughs> you're hitting less than a hundred. You know that, right? You shouldn't even be up here, and you're yelling whatever it is to trigger them. And they turn around and take that glance at you like, who the hell is talking to me? That's the best moment right there. And then they kind of smile like, all right, you got me. You got me. We used to call Willie McGee E.T. Remember Willie McGee phone home, all that? <laughs> my told him, I, I come from a long line of hecklers, my grandfather. But my father used to love to work the umps, Doug Harvey. Um, who was the big ump that screwed the Braves in 97, Carl? Eric Gregg. So yeah, my dad, my, oh man, my dad, like, you fat bastard! How could you even? Go, how could you be out here with these professional athletes? You can't even see your feet. That was one of my dad's go-to's back in the day. More umpires and players. All right, real quick, we talked about it earlier. Uh, Devontae Freeman signs with the Saints. You know, they already have Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray on their mm. roster. So, real quick, yeah, man, no, man, he actually makes the 53-man roster Ooh. out of training camp. That's a good point because he was on the practice team, right, for the Bills? Yeah. Last year, is that right? No, Pract- no, he went to the Giants. He Giants. played a game, got, got hurt, hurt, got hurt, then came back, played like another game, and I think he got hurt again. 
Okay. Yeah, I still can't believe that he was a, qu- a closet Saints fan all this time. That he said he always loved the Saints growing up, and it was weird being a Falcon because he loved the Florida Lee and the Gold and Black uh, squid. Well, and one of the things he said out of that was he went on to say that he grew uh, a liking for them uh, after the rivalry and playing in mm. it. But I, I think that's garbage. Yeah, I do too. Uh, does he make the fifty-three man roster? They already have two backs. Most teams. They'll carry a third, but remember yeah. they have Ty Montgomery, yeah. and they wanted him in training camp to uh, kind of interact in this passing in the passing game more. And I don't really think of Free as a guy who would make a roster as a special teamer at this stage of his career, Carl. I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. That's a really good question, Bo. Uh, I'm going to say because I just don't like the move. No, <laughs> I'll say no as well. <laughs> and by the way, we said that for guys who missed a long form conversation on this last hour, we don't like wish ill will of Free, but it just it just ever since he signed the contract, nothing good happened for him here in Atlanta. All right, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Chris, hit the music. There you go. Nice job, Chris. It is Dukes and Bell. Chris is our behind-the-glass engineer and uh, Bo Morgan, executive producing. Coming up, we're going to talk to one of our newest Hawks. Sharif Cooper is set to join us. We'll get back into what Alex Anthopoulos had to tell us. If you missed our conversation with Alex, we'll replay that later in the show. Really good stuff on Freddie Freeman and some other guys on this club, including the deals he made. It's Sports Radio 92.9 The Game on Odyssey.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.